0: Well, over the years we've been lucky enough to speak to current players, former players, fans, journalists, but never to a current head coach. That changes today. David Wagner, welcome to the TNC Podcast. How's it going?
1: Good, thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: What a whirlwind couple of weeks it's been for you, hey? How how, how do you fare on this evening when we're speaking to you now? How are you feeling?
1: Uh, To be fair, uh, quite relaxed. Um, Obviously, We've done our work today, uh, okay. had training, and uh, if there is no game on the weekend, which we have, obviously it's changed a little bit uh, the routine in terms that you can be much more focused on yourself rather than on the opponent. And uh, I think we are quite good prepared for the week. We had a lot of meetings today, what we like to do in this week, and this is when you have the feeling, okay, uh, we are prepared, you are always quite relaxed.
0: Good. We'll, we'll obviously be discussing your first couple of weeks at Origin length later. We always like to, with our guests, whether it's Kenny McLean or Onel Hernandez, go back to the start of the journey. Talk us through your early years, and we always find it fascinating. Chris and I, was football always the plan, or was there a plan B in terms of career?
1: No, listen. When you uh, grow up as a as a boy in Germany. Then obviously, and you have a little bit of talent, <laughs> I would not say I have it or I had <coughs> it, uh, but if you, then you like to be a footballer, of course. So uh, I think more or less from the first day uh, when I can remember back. Uh, it was my, my idea, my plan, my love, uh, my, my vision, my whatever, uh, to be a footballer, but uh, everybody knows how difficult it is to, to get one.
2: Has there ever been any other career where you've looked at it and gone, oh, maybe, maybe I could have done that? Or is, was it like, literally you had no idea it had to be football?
1: Yeah, obviously there were time in Germany you, you make your, it's called Abitur, which is uh, comparable to the A level here in mm, England yeah. uh, when you turn 18 where you have to make usually a decision will you go to university or what do you like to do afterwards and obviously in this time I played already for Andrew Frankfurt's Youth Academy and uh, I, I was close to, th- to the first team and uh, it looked like that I would get a chance to, to get a, a professional contract and uh, w- which happened and so I don't really had to make my head around what what I like to do when I will not get a professional footballer uh, but when I had to thought about it uh, or when I had to think about it um, I thought that I probably will get a teacher uh, yeah. so this was what I had in my head that I maybe then uh, study. Uh, on the university to get a teacher.
2: I think you'd make quite a good ke- quite a good teacher. <laughs> make, not an angry teacher though. I think
1: you're too kind to be a, a uh, stern teacher. <laughs> to be fair, I, I've done it later on. So after I finished my playing career, I've done exactly this. So I studied biology, uh, sports science, and and uh, pedagogic. It's it's called in 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 German. Uh, and then I studied for five years to get a teacher. Uh, uh, I went to work for one and a half years as a teacher as well, Right. so, uh, so I, I've done it 15 years later, maybe, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I had in my head when I was young. I
0: always find it interesting, David, when, when players come to the end of their playing careers, what they then transition into. So some go into punditry, some go into management. Were you always sort of switched on tactically? Was that always the way you saw it going? Because it feels like some players that you know their brains are just connected differently some just say i don't want to go into management or coaching they want to do media was it always that kind of trajectory you saw
1: no to be fair uh, me uh, i was totally different so Mm. when i finished uh, playing with uh, i think i was 30 31 uh, i really wanted to go out of this business i really wanted to go out of this football bubble so i had a. I had a pre-contract uh, as an assistant uh, first-team coach mm. uh, in this period when I finished football in, in Darmstadt. This was uh, Darmstadt in this time and I gave my contract back because I was not any longer keen on football. Really? So I was not hungry, uh, wow. I really wanted to get know and I already thought there has to be something outside of this football bubble. <laughs> Uh, which can be quite interesting. And this is why I then left the football family and went into the university, studied biology, uh, sports science uh, to become a teacher for five years. Uh, And I I really liked it, to be fair. I really, really liked it. Nobody who told you when you have to go to bed, what you have to eat, (laughs) what you can drink or what you can't drink. So I was 30, 31. I had uh, children by my own and there was uh, a guy who said me what I should do. So I, I, I really wanted to leave this business. And uh, as I said, I liked it to be a student. I liked it uh, to be on university. But to be fair, after, I don't know, two, three, four years, uh, the, the idea grew and came back uh, that I wanted to go back to football.
0: What, what, why do you think you fell out of love with the game for, for a couple of <coughs> years? Was it, was it, was it a, a spark or was it just a, a gradual kind of... I,
1: I don't really know to be fair, mm. uh, but I felt I, I, I wasn't as hungry as I was mm. before. And as I said, I really thought there has to be something outside of football which excites uh, because there are so many people who are not working in this football in the under- industry and uh, they are happy p- humans as well. Uh, and this is uh, what I thought. And uh, as I said, uh, it was a super experience for me uh, to get known to people who don't work in football, uh, which are still our best friends of mine. Uh, and uh, yeah, they have a totally different mindset like we guys from the football industry. <laughs> <to be laughs> it, it's <fair. laughs> interesting,
0: isn't it, Chris? Because, you know, w- uh, we'll get on to the, the likes of maybe a Moritz Leitner or someone later, but we saw that under certain regimes before, rounded individuals where it maybe hasn't been a straightforward mm. path. That's important, isn't it?
2: I think so. I think I guess that's a question for you, do I guess it's maybe the the intensity of it all as a player, especially. It just it's just so every single day you you've got to be obsessed with. That, I guess to be at that sort of peak performance level. So. I can sort of understand why you'd mm. maybe think, actually, do you know what, I need to get away for a bit to, to, to come out again, for sure, I understand that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's now 25 years ago, when, 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 or 20 years ago when this happened, but uh, yeah, um, I only wanted to see um, what's going on in the world, to be fair. and. Uh, Luckily, I had the chance uh, to do it and uh, more luckily I had the chance to come back to the business, to be fair.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about then the, the first steps into management, because you're a very well-known figure in this country now, even more so abroad. Talk us to, uh, through those early steps of getting into the, the management business, I guess. What, what were the first kind of transitions into that?
1: Yeah, then it happens that, uh, I, like I said, so I went for five years to university. I um, my, uh, my, uh, finished my university, so I uh, had the possibility to go to school. In the last year of university I made my UEFA Pro license as well. And uh, in this period, um, Ralf Rangnick, who mm. uh, worked in Hoffenheim at this time. And Hoffenheim was a very uh, uh, growing club, uh, very forward-thinking, very innovative. Uh, And he got known on me, so I played as a professional, studied sports science, biology uh, on a university, had the UEFA pro license and he thought, oh this guy is quite exciting. So he gave me the chance and he signed me as an under-19 coach uh, for Hoffenheim. Okay. So this was my first step, so I were for two years in Hoffenheim as an under-19 coach and after two years they didn't extend my contract. So. he said he's uh, he gave me the job but then he uh, didn't extend my contract as well so i w- was keen to to stay in the football uh, in, in football business as as a manager but uh, i didn't get an opportunity and after half a year where i had no job uh, i decided okay i studied uh, to become a teacher you can't get a job as a manager so now it's up to you, you have a family, they like to eat, they like to drink. <laughs> uh, make sure that you uh, get some money in. and this is why I went to school for one and a half years. Yeah. And after one and a half years, um, luckily uh, Michael Zorc from Bursa Dortmund, he was at uh, this time the sporting director of uh, Borussia Dortmund, offered me the job for, uh, for the second team of Dortmund. Wow. Yeah. And uh, then after one and a half years where I was again out of the football business, I came back. And obviously, then in the first season we got promoted uh, to what is in, in Germany is a little bit different. The second team plays proper senior mm. football, and we got promoted to to League One. It's comparable to League One in England, uh, the highest level you can play with a second team. Uh, we kept the league for for uh, three seasons, uh, and this is um, then where where then the second part, let's call it, of my manager career started in Dortmund.
0: Just going back a couple of steps because. To not have your contract renewed with Hoffenheim under nineteens the to then a fairly senior position at a, a massive club like Dortmund, yeah. how does that happen because surely after your contract's not renewed you 're thinking, what have I done wrong? Is th- am I cut out for this, and then a big job like that comes
1: yeah obviously uh, obviously I, I thought uh, uh, I should have f- to get a new contract so uh, I thought i've done everything what i could do with this team which which I had Uh, but they thought no Uh, Mm -hmm. and this is how this business works somebody decides you are good enough or not Uh, obviously then the guys in Dortmund uh, thought okay he could be a talent Uh, why not give him the job let's try it (laughs) so maybe this was the idea and they gave it to me obviously Jürgen uh, a good friend of mine was the first team manager at this period And uh, he knows uh, me inside out, he knows how I think about football because we've spoken about football uh, long enough and often enough. And maybe then they said, uh, okay, if we have him as a first team uh, manager, maybe it makes sense to have somebody who, who shares the same ideas the same principles, the same values uh, for our second team. Maybe this was idea.
0: So you, you, you played with Jürgen as well, as well is that right? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we played
1: together for four years uh, in Mainz. So uh, were
0: you always good friends during that period as well?
1: Yeah, we were roomies. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, very good friends, even if he uh, already had a son uh, and I was uh, without a kid, uh, very young, very enthusiastic <laughs> how you can be as a young person and he had a family. But uh, when we were together, uh, uh, when we had away games, it was always a great time, so we loved it.
0: How much did you learn during that period at Dortmund too? Because it, you know, you're obviously learning from Jürgen, you're seeing a, a, a how a big club operates. That must have been a really pivotal
1: time for you. To be fair, uh, I'm still learning. Mm. This is the truth. Uh, I learned a lot in Hoffenheim. This was an unbelievable forward-thinking, innovative club, uh, Ralf Rangnick uh, uh, took us under his wings. Uh, we were able to join the training sessions of the first team. He, he gave us a chance to with it the training camp of the first team as well, um, the preseason camps uh, and obviously in Dortmund it was more or less the same so our training pitches were um, close to each other so when I finished training I always was able to uh, uh, watched the first team training sessions uh, uh, and uh, obviously I've learned a lot and I'm still learning in 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 this game I think this is uh, one of the biggest uh, things I think you 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 can't have as as a new manager is experience mm. and this is why with every day uh, every experiences which you have on a day uh, will will help you to, to grow and um, to learn I
0: think with particularly at Norwich over the past decade we've had certain managers that have had a very clear philosophy a very clear way they want to play and it's that way or or nothing else we've had some managers that are probably slightly more would like to adapt depending on what teams we're playing have you always had a certain style that you want to implement with your players um, or has that changed over the years
1: no in general i think everybody who hires me uh, knows uh, what he can expect so uh, i have a certain style of football which i like which i love uh, and to be fair i'm not sure if this is the best one uh, or i'm pretty sure it isn't because <laughs> there are different styles and or the most successful ones uh, let's say because you can have success with playing direct with playing from the counter with pressing high so there are so many different styles and all of them can be successful if you have the right uh, environment and obviously the right mindset as well and if you can teach your your style uh, to your team as well and uh, hopefully you have enough time to, to, to develop them. Uh, but this is my style. So I like it to have energy on the grass, I, I like intensive football, uh, I like if, if you feel that everybody leaves his heart on the grass, this is what I really like. Uh, This doesn't mean you will win every game but uh, this is what I like and uh, I think you only can uh, get across the message uh, as best as you can if you speak about what you really love Mm -hmm. and if you try to get a message across where you're not 100% convinced on I think um, you maybe will uh, fail to get your message across and then obviously if you don't get your message across the, the players can't deliver. Do you think, in terms of your style, David,
2: and your tactics, do you think some of what you've just said there is been developed from your playing days? You were a striker, weren't you, right? So, yeah, ish. A striker ish. without scoring goals. <laughs> 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 you said it. Yes. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, what, 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 what should I say about my playing career? My playing career. You was be not a, good you, enough. Was not long enough. So we, we, we can't say. stop. We can't stop speaking about my main career. We, we must <laughs> say to the to the people
2: watching that before we started, David said, "Oh, you know, don't worry about my playing career. Don't worry about my playing." <laughs> All career All
0: I'm saying is, that, thank God you're not an agent because you're not very good at selling yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you're too <laughs> humble. But,
2: but David, the the point of you know, you obviously were a player and. I guess was your was that style of football that that you've sort of grown with and you've you've embedded within you was that almost influenced from your playing days or was that purely from a managerial perspective this is how I want to set my team up or do you sort of see yourself in those roles still on the pitch being like oh actually yeah I'd work well here or
1: no no I think uh, this this can't come from my playing career I think I was uh, a Was diff- it that bad <laughs> No no but I I wasn't Totally different type of player, and uh, to what I now ask my players yeah. to deliver. To be fair, maybe this uh, uh, because I know how you should not do it. <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> this like is it. why I can't explain how they should do it. <laughs> N- no, w- what I what I really loved as as as, as, a, as, a, as a player or as a striker as well, uh, if you are brave, yeah, oh, yeah. if if you, if you if you if you take your risk uh, and you know if you fail you have to try to uh, correct it so th- yeah. this was something which i liked uh, when when i played uh, and maybe this is something but uh, to be fair i now no forget it no <laughs> it's not for <from> my playing <laughs> career you, you,
2: you spoke there about you said the word brave and and bravery perhaps is something that comes to this would you say you have a certain set of on the field values that you want all of these New York City players, which we'll go into in a minute, to sort of live and, and breathe. Is bravery one of those and, and what, what would the others be?
1: Yeah, bravery for sure is something. Uh, responsibility is uh, the other thing where I think it's important that everybody, not only on the grass, uh, everybody on the Lotus Training Center uh, should know he has responsibility and uh, it helps when everybody understands uh, that it's not only responsibility for yourself, it's Mm -hmm. responsibility for everything. So uh, what I like to say is a striker has to understand he has the responsibility to defend or a defender has to understand that he as well has the responsibility to attack or to score uh, in certain situations and uh, this is something uh, what is important for me, like, obviously, I love it b- if it's intense. Uh, I don't like football matches, even on TV, to be fair, I don't like football matches uh, which are boring, So, uh, and it's a football match, it's uh, 11 against 11, two goals, but some games I don't like to watch, they seem to be boring for me, even maybe from a defensively tactical point of yeah. view, somebody can say, oh, wow, what a game. Uh, but I like this <laughs> high-intensive, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, aggressive football, this is what I like to watch. And, uh, Us too, we're happy with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if it makes sense, to be fair, because sometimes, like we've seen in Coventry, uh, it's it's too exciting. <laughs> no, uh, but this is uh, the football style which 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 I like, uh, and which I like to see, uh, even if it's not my team which yeah. plays football. Uh, this is the football which I like to see.
0: Your your success at Dortmund was was, was huge, mm-hmm. and I think we're, we're often slightly ignorant in this country of of believing that everybody wants to come to the UK to work in the Premier League when it comes to football and I think that's slightly unfair but when you left Dortmund there were rumours in the media that you might go with, with Jürgen to, to Liverpool and, and work there. Was the was the dream for you to to become a, a head coach at a, a first team in England or, or, or were there other options that you explored?
1: No it was not my dream to, to, to work in England mm. and to be uh, manager or head coach in England. This was not my dream. Mm. Uh, To be fair, I lived my dream at Dortmund. Mm. Uh, I really loved the environment. Uh, I I loved uh, managing the second team. I loved uh, the connections which we had in the club uh, with the first team. Uh, We had a very good standing. Uh, in the football club as well and as I said, uh, we played on the highest possible level for for, mm. for a second team and I had great talent, so uh, when when I see which players uh, played uh, for me in this time, a lot of them uh, were uh, full internationals for Germany, won the World Cup, were at the World Cup, it was a great time mm. uh, and even in this period I had some some offers from, from Bundesliga 2 clubs uh, which which I not considered because I loved what I've done, mm. uh, and to be fair, I got rewarded as well from Dortmund um, in this time as well. And this was the reason why uh, I was very happy in my job, and I never considered to move on. But then it happened that uh, Jurgen left the club, mm. uh, and in this summer we got relegated as well. Unfortunately, after three season, uh, after three seasons, uh, and then we were only in League League Two, mm. uh, comparable to League Two. And from this moment, uh, something changed uh, in, in the club, but uh, in myself as well. And this was the moment where I thought, okay, as great as the last four and a half, five years were, and I said, no, I don't like to move on. Uh, I thought to myself, okay, now I like to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next uh, possible opportunity which pops up, I will take. And then it was England. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I didn't plan this. And, and
0: how does... Because I think football's probably changed a little bit over the last seven, eight years, and, and it is more common to see managers from the continent coming over. Particularly in the, I think we've always seen it in the Premier League, but maybe not so much in, in the second and third tiers. So, how does that come about with Stuart Weber bringing you into? It yeah,
1: will sport? not happen any longer because of Brexit. So, well, uh, so uh, now that's you true. closed <laughs> the uh, uh, the door. So, for, for apologies. For <laughs> <laughs> you decided to do it, you (laughs) voted, Uh, so it's not me, it's not me, Uh, it's not me, no comment from my side about this vote (laughs) We don't do politics on this podcast, don't worry
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but it was a fairly, even pre-Brexit, it was a fairly uncommon journey for for managers, you know, coming from Germany into into the championship So how did that happen?
1: Yeah, obviously it was Stuart Mm. So there was one day
0: D- did you did you know Bef- Stuart no, no, before then?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, no I, I haven't known it. Uh, I haven't known him. I haven't known England, uh, the championship, yeah. uh, uh, Huddersfield uh, as a club. I haven't known anything about England. Uh, and to be fair, when first time, uh, my my agent. Uh, Called me, I thought, okay, come on, another one, because sometimes it was Greek, sometimes it was <laughs> <Right>. whatever, France, <laughs> Sweden. Okay. Really? All of those countries just really spread like that? Yeah, some, I, I, listen, I was five years in, 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 wow. in, 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 in Dortmund, so it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it happened, uh, But uh, so I thought, okay, we'll not, because uh, most of them were not serious, and nothing uh, improved after this first phone call. But obviously this one uh, was serious and uh, then we met us one time in Dortmund uh, in my house and then in England and then there was a moment where really the options uh, were on the table and I think it was November when, when I then joined uh, English Football. I remember
0: um, seeing your, your journey and your process at Huddersfield and it was something really fresh. I think watch, looking at things from, a, from an outside <coughs> perspective looking at Huddersfield we were going, cool, I wish, I wish we had a bit of that. And I remember your Huddersfield side coming to Carrow Road and just completely playing us off the park. And yeah, I'm still not happy about that, by the <laughs> way. I'm <laughs> furious. I, I remember, remember we, we spoke to each other, Chris and I, after the game, and we were like, what's just happened? Like, what have we just seen? Because we'd never seen a style of football yeah. like that. Yeah. That must have been so incredible, bringing your style, your philosophy, and taking Huddersfield on, on that journey, because it, because it was remarkable.
1: Yeah, obviously, when you now uh, look back and with a little bit distance, uh, it, it doesn't get uh, less great uh, what the boys have done in this period. Yeah, ov- obviously, uh, it was a great journey, um, and uh, all of us who were involved, we, we 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 liked it. Sometimes we couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, but as I always say, uh, it's in, in the past. Uh, it mm-hmm. was great. Um, great memories which we all together share for for the rest of our life. uh,
0: We'll get on to Norwich shortly. I I think you've spoken about it lots in the past and it's been well written about the kind of retreats you used to take Mm -hmm. players on And, and I think you went things about slightly differently. Maybe those procedures are more common now. Did everyone buy in straight away or were they looking at you going what on
1: earth is he doing here? <laughs> like, yeah, she would be scared, scared there, knowing <laughs> what we know about. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. To be fair, uh, n- nobody said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know what they speak about my back. <laughs> 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 uh, behind my back, I, I don't yeah. know what they speak behind my back. So, uh, obviously, yes, uh, it's maybe we do it slightly different, but. What is different? And, and again, what is, what is the truth? Uh, pff, nobody really knows mm. what the truth is. I only can do what I'm convinced about. Mm. Uh, and hopefully I can, winc- can convince my players as well. And to be, to be totally honest, I think at the end of the day, they are, for 100%, they are athletes. Mm. And uh, they like to be the best possible athlete they can be. And if you give them something uh, which makes them better, and they feel, oh, I get better. Then they do it, even if they don't like it, because they are 100% professionals. And uh, this is how it should be. Uh, and uh, yeah, some of the things uh, which 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 we do, maybe are uncommon here in England, but totally common, for, for example, in Germany. So mm. different cultures, I think it's important that uh, first and foremost, I can adapt to English culture. Uh, but on the other hand, the one or other thing, um, other guys have to adapt as well. So from, from my point of view, I I think it's pretty easy. Um, there are some things which are not negotiable uh, when they work with me. And other things I'm totally what open to discuss.
2: Doing? What are they? What are your non-negotiables when it comes to your players?
1: At the end of the day, what I said, that we cross a wide line. I like to see the bravery, the responsibility, and the intensity and that we really invest everything. So when we meet us, come on, then let's meet us and do it with 100%. If somebody for whatever reason says, oh, today, my back, or I don't know, I have trouble with my wife or whatever, fair fair point. Then stay at home, come tomorrow and give 100%. But don't come and do it with 80%. This makes no sense. So when we meet us, let's do it with 100%. And this is what I expect. And I think this is something uh, what you can expect even if 100% maybe uh, is not that everything works, this is not what I mean. But you have to try it, and this is uh, my expectation.
2: We, we've mentioned Huddersfield there, the beginning of David, and, and obviously that journey from where the club was at at the time, obviously getting promotion, epic Wembley playoff final win, which I'm sure we'll speak about in, uh, in these coming minutes. But what was even bigger than that arguably is staying up in the Premier League. Norwich fans want to know, like, what was, the, what was the secret recipe behind that? Like, what was the balance between how you played in terms of your, your style of football, but also, I guess, doing your defensive responsibilities well? Because that's where, I guess, where Norwich City have been caught out over the last few times that, that, we've, that we've gone up and, and failed. So c- can you still stay up in the Premier League like you did with Huddersfield with
1: Norwich? Is, is, that, is it possible to do that? Um, I, I would say it's for 100% possible, uh, but I don't like to discuss this mm-hmm. question, to be fair. So, <laughs> when we have to discuss this question... <laughs> you can come back on for a round two? <laughs> <Okay>. For 100%. <laughs> 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 Move on, quickly. <laughs> the, um,
0: the, the Guardian newspaper described the, the Huddersfield surviving as the Premier League's greatest survival story. So you've gone from extreme highs, I know it didn't end there quite how you wanted it to end, Schalke and young boys follow, probably again, not how you wanted things to go completely. During those tougher periods, do you start to question yourself, do you start to question your philosophy or was it just a case of, look, not everything's going to work?
1: No, I I would not say I I question um, myself, but obviously Uh, You question what went wrong Mm. uh, and you question, have you made the right decision uh, in terms of choosing the right club at the right moment um, for yourself and and for the football club. Mm. This for sure you question afterwards. So I think, uh, and this is where I strong belief uh, in, everything happens for a reason. Mm. Uh, All all the things uh, in our life. And obviously, in, in in my managing life, it was from Hoffenheim over Dortmund, Huddersfield, Schalke, Bern and now, uh, luckily, here in Norwich.
0: Let's talk about then Norwich City because we're in the in the in the stands every week, and it was starting to get quite difficult pre pre you coming in, and, and there was a. There was an expectation this season, and there still is an expectation. When Stuart phones you and says, "David, you know, we'd like you at Norwich City," what are your initial thoughts at that stage? And what
2: were you doing at the time? That's what <laughs> I want to know. Were you like making your morning toast or something, yeah. or having your breakfast? When did the phone call come? No,
1: the truth is, um, I get a phone call from my agent. Okay. Uh, and at this time, uh, I just uh, left. Uh, with my family, uh, the hotel in Fuerteventura, and we went oh, to the to the airport oh. back to Germany. That's why you've got a good tan. <laughs> no, we uh, did. We thought you were on the sun beds, but, <laughs> but you just had a really lovely yeah, holiday. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, I had, I had. So <laughs> if we have time, then we try to uh, spend holiday together over Christmas in in Ventura. And uh, obviously, my my daughters are both adults, uh, they are not at home any longer, yeah. so we have not so often the time to to spend time together. This was a case and it was uh, on my uh, way back uh, from Fuerteventura to, to the hotel and this is where I got the call of my agent and I said "Oh, f- I'm now at the airport um, in Fuerteventura so five hours flight uh, I will call back uh, later in the, in the evening or in the night when I'm on journey and this wasn't the first time when I've spoken with Stuart. And what are you thinking
2: on the flight? Are you thinking cool, I can feel the heat or was it like an
1: excitement or yeah absolutely it was Uh, so obviously I followed Norwich uh, more or less since Stuart uh, went to Norwich so it was a strange time uh, when he left because we were I think it was March or uh, um, I think March or April in our promotion season Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I was quite surprised uh, and uh, I can't say I was disappointed because everybody has to make his own uh, yeah. career or his, his own steps. But yeah. I thought, come on, let's do this uh, together and let's finish it together. But he made the decision to to go to Norwich, which I totally uh, respected. And obviously, more or less from this time on, I followed Norwich and then with uh, him signing Daniel, and uh, so many german players a lot of them i worked with uh, yeah. in, in dortmund uh, second team obviously then dortmund was uh, uh, dortmund uh, novich was always on my radar mm-hmm. and uh, i i always have seen how he progressed uh, so I, we were always mm-hmm. or a few times in touch in the last uh, i don't know one four years five years yeah. uh, Sometimes he he gave me a ring uh, asking me about the one or other player. Sometimes I ask him well, I about uh, the one or other player as well. So yeah. we have a um, very similar view on on individuals, uh, which which helps. Uh, and I always thought, okay, pff, this is a this this is a club. If if this club uh, one time will knock on my door for 100%, uh, and I I, I can. Uh, Come, I will come. I've got this vision
2: of David sitting down on a Saturday after the game's finished, wherever he's managing. He's got his Norwich scarf on. He's just become a Norwich fan. Because <laughs> Stuart's there, he's got his yellow and green scarf on. Wagner's at the wheel. I just, oh, I'd love to see it. I would. I would. Let, let's speak about Stuart. We have to speak about Stuart because there's been lots made of it, particularly before you joined David about you know your relationship with with, with Stuart. Why do you two? trust each other so much how was that trust forged
1: i think this is very easy explains i think uh, to explain i think first and foremost uh, we share the same uh, working philosophy so uh, we like workers we like that uh, you are reliable uh, we are very I would say I always say German is very German. Uh, Stuart is very German, <laughs> okay. so he's straight, <laughs> right, uh, okay, yeah. clear message, not messing around, okay. uh, not searching for the back door, what sometimes you English polite yeah, people yeah. do. <laughs> so Stuart is not this way. Yeah, okay. He is German like mm-hmm. I am. So this helps, and and this is uh, something very special. Like I said, so we signed a few players together. Uh, some he recommended, some I recommended. Yeah. Uh, we He signed later on some players uh, which I've known before. And this is uh, where we more or less always uh, had the same profile in our head yeah. which we liked. And uh, when you get recommended some players and uh, they are then top players when you work with them. Then obviously you trust the, the, the person which, you, uh, which recommended to you the players. And obviously if the other one recommend you some players and it works out, they trust you as well. So from my side, this is uh, the reason why there is, uh, yeah, there is a trust uh, in, in, in Stuart and um, what he says.
2: Was there ever a time where, Stuart was obviously at Norwich City, you were at another football club, and you both knew about a player and Stuart got the player before you and you are like, "Oh, damn it, Stuart got there before me. Can you share that information? No.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, <laughs> I'll keep trying. No, nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we move on, we move on. Um,
0: was there ever a doubt in your mind about Norwich? Because ugh, the difficulty isn't, when a manager gets sacked, obviously something's gone wrong somewhere. Mm. In, this, in the case of Norwich, I think, no one's ever doubted probably the quality in the squad, but we were on a terrible losing run, confidence was low, fan morale was out of the window. Mm. Did you look at things and go, oh, that's a big kind of ship to turn round? Or was it, were you always confident that you could hit the ground running?
1: And listen, if I would not be confident, uh, then I would not sign mm. uh, for, for, for this football. I think this makes no sense. If you don't think, uh, okay, I can help, or I can turn it, uh, whatever, then you don't sign it. So, mm. so why, this makes no sense. So, uh, I don't have time to waste to be fair Uh, so yeah but but as I said I followed this club uh, I followed uh, this club in this season as well I know about obviously uh, the expectations and that it's uh, how you call it uh, in the the past a yo-yo club Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm. and obviously I've seen that the results and maybe the performances as well were not on the best in the past so but On the other hand, as I said, I think for me, with the experience uh, which I have, obviously, yes, it's about the quality which you have in the squad, but it's as well about the people in the football club. Mm. So are these people in the football club reliable? Are these people in the football club consistency uh, there and and working there with a clear vision what they like to do? Uh, Can you trust these people? Are they reacting one day in this manner and the other day in that manner, or they 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 have a straight way? I think these are as well for me points which are important if I make a decision uh, which which club I like to I like to join it next?
0: You mentioned people at the club. I think we have to speak about the fans. The biggest not <laughs> I mean the playing is the the style of performances we've seen has been a big difference. The thing I've noticed, and we've we've chatted about this, the connection already between you and the fans is seemingly amazing. The your impetus to get players communicating with fans has already, you know, taken off. You, you, I like how you sort of line them up and guide them to the well, away it fans. It wasn't a
2: guide, it was <laughs> sort of you were you were hitting Mr. <laughs> Gibbs, weren't you? you know, it's
0: but that's obviously important. You deem your relationship with the fans. Uh, you know, at the, at the top of your priorities?
1: Yes, but to be totally honest, it's not something what I plan or something uh, where I think we should do this now to whatever, get a better reputation or a better support. It's, I think this is something, for, from my perspective, it's something totally natural. So I think at least, you have to go and say thank you that you came, uh, supported us, sometimes uh, they've seen a good game, sometimes not, uh, but this is something uh, which you should do as a player or as a manager. And I can understand maybe when uh, some situations were not the greatest in the past, that they are not sure should we go or should we not go. But this is exactly what, what I said. So what was in the past, It wasn't. The p- it's done. So for when I ask you to leave it in the past, I have to ask them in the stands as well, please leave in the past, so give Amazing. them a chance. Uh, so yeah. anything else makes no sense. And if they came and they came in numbers to this two away games, uh, so please then at least say thank you. And obviously if you want it, normally you uh, should do it uh, even or you should like it even, or you like it even more. This is a truth as well. But uh, you you should do it um, when when you haven't won it as well. And I think, uh, as I said, this is for, from my perspective. This is something totally natural and nothing where I think, okay, uh, when I join Norwich City Football Club, I have to make sure that I get the relationship with the supporters, and this means uh, I have to send the players uh, afterwards. Yeah, this th- just th- This is uh, how it should be. Uh, how I think it should be. The atmosphere in the
2: away ends has been phenomenal, and you, the atmosphere at Carrow for the Burnley game is going to be electric. And um, I'm assuming you know about "On the Ball City," obviously one of our, well, the oldest football song in the world. Have you heard your your song yet, Wagner's
1: at the wheel? And do you, and do you <laughs> like it? Are Are you ha- a fan? I, I haven't. I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. No. When 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 I on the touchline, I I haven't yeah. heard it. I. Obviously, Yuzi, my uh, first team coach, uh, told me that they (laughs) sung it if if I would, if I heard it, but I haven't, I haven't heard it. You don't have to sing it. (laughs) it Uh, uh, Wagons at the wheel? You don't have to sing
0: (laughs) (laughs) it. I was watching the behind the scenes video of you first, Stuart showing you around the club and Neil Adams. You you seem very excited with the facilities you've got down at the trading centre. It's a a nice setup down there now, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and it isn't uh, ready. So uh, (laughs) they are Um, at the minute building, the the new recovering building, uh, which uh, they told me should be ready in October, which is massive. So I I was and I am still uh, impressed about uh, what we have here in our football club. Uh, This is absolutely top. So I enjoy every single day, not only because of the facilities which we have, uh, when when I cross the gate and uh, for us and, and for the academy as well, I think we have top top quality environment uh, where we hopefully can produce uh, success and, and talents. David, I want to ask you about your expectations of Norwich City Football Club,
2: having been told about it and seeing it from the outside, looking into the reality. Obviously, you've been in your position now for a couple of really intensive weeks. What are the things that have perhaps surprised you or, you know, weren't told you before you came and now you're at the trading centre and what are the things that you've noticed that have perhaps maybe surprised you or or impressed you particularly about about the club that you weren't told about before you joined maybe? Mm. To
1: to be fair I, I came here uh, more or less even if I was always interested in, in Norwich and, and, and I followed Norwich but I came here totally open-minded as well so I feared uh, it's the the most important thing in the city because here around Norwich is not a lot of things uh, which you can support. <laughs> uh, I f- I feel this I absolutely yeah. do. So you can see now where it's so cold everywhere. Uh, green and uh, yellow, <laughs> yellow and green uh, gloves, hats, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> uh, it, it's great to see and. Uh, uh, how many supporters out as uh, followed in numbers? This was uh, just uh, serial. Uh, when when I've seen, there were three thousand in Coventry and mm. then thousand at Preston as well. Uh, so, I, I no, there was nothing really which uh, which mm. surprised me. Let me change the question then
2: slightly, David. Then so perhaps not the club, but what? And I know I've heard you say you don't like to necessarily talk about individual players, but. Have there been any players that you've gone, cool, wow, like, you know, he has particularly stood out for me, perhaps in training or something, because I'm sure, you know, Jack, well, you might disagree, we disagree on a lot of things in in, in football, but we've seen perhaps fringe players before, such as Anel Hernandez and Dowell Dino, as we like to call him now, Kieran Dowell. Um, You know, under you, you've given them a new lease of life. So like, have those, you know, is that an example of, you know, something that's perhaps surprised you of the, just the level of quality that those players have got maybe?
1: How should I say this? Uh, Obviously I made my research and I've watched a lot of the games which uh, Norwich played in the last, I don't know, two months. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is uh, what you obviously do in this short period of time from the first uh, uh, contact till then you signed and uh, mostly these games are not the best uh, if a club changed the manager Uh, but if you now uh, name Kieran. Uh, Kieran. Daoldinho. Daoldinho. <laughs> oh, oh, you can say that. I will. <laughs> 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 Don't, his head will to get too big. <laughs> so, uh, only if Daoldinho is a real fighter who likes <laughs> to okay, uh, okay, win okay. challenges uh, <laughs> and work defensively. Then we call <laughs> Okay. It. Okay. No, uh, seriously. Uh, Kieran, for example. I or we, Stuart, Stuart mentioned this name first time when we were together in Huddersfield. Right. So we followed really? him in, in, in Huddersfield uh, when he was in, in Everton. So I've known him and I've known him as a player even if then obviously um, we we didn't sign him. And Ornel I've known from Germany already. So right. I, I have known what these players, uh, for example, because mm. you know, named them, uh, are capable mm. of uh, producing. and. Yeah. then can I say, it's, it's a surprise for me what they su- uh, produce. Uh, maybe if what I've seen in, in, in the games uh, before, yes, but uh, what I've seen before, maybe no. But, and this is something I like to make totally clear, uh, I don't think um, it's us uh, or me uh, who, who made this happen. It's only the players, uh, yeah. only them. It's exactly the same human. Uh, maybe they get an information across right. which they needed, maybe they have the confidence, maybe they feel now again the energy and the support from the stands as yes. well. Don't yes. underestimate how important this is. Maybe they feel this connection again, yeah. maybe whatever. So, so many different individuals, there can be so many different reasons mm. why from one point to the other they can perform on another level. And to be fair, uh, f- I think we have a few of them. Uh, On the other hand, this happens sometimes Mm. if a new manager comes uh, through the door. Mm -hmm. I think this is the truth as well. So uh, luckily uh, we have seen a lot of them. I totally agree. Uh, But for me, more important is that I've seen in the first three games, Mm -hmm. and especially in the training sessions as well, uh, that they really try to get this intensity, this energy uh, into the building uh, on the pitch in training and in the games as well.
2: I want to ask about training. You brought it up there, David. What What is a good David Wagner training session? What makes you satisfied? You've come on this podcast, today, I feel relaxed, our work is done. What is a good training session for you?
1: I... I've Wow, this is a good training session? Bloody hell! What? <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> <laughs> Giving away all his secrets? <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. It's, 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 it's more or less. It's obviously you. You sit down with your with your background stuff. You 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 make your thoughts. What we like to have uh, as a headline, or maybe two headlines today. Uh, is in for the players to learn from? That, is
2: that what you mean by headline?
1: No, I I I like when the players before the training know what to do is the main part. Mm-hmm. So, right. let's okay. say we work on our defense shape. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. this is the headline. And then we, we say, okay, today we like to work on the defense shape. Uh, what kind of uh, trainings, elements we like to use, uh, how they should look like. And obviously, if then the idea gets lived with energy, and i i i often say energy and intensity don't you mm. yeah so that's good yeah, we like that but, but when we this man like lifts yeah, uh, yeah. with with this uh we can say after the training okay our idea they lifted with uh, the right energy and the right intensity uh, then i can say yeah. oh, it was a good good training set. do you shout
2: quite a lot of training because i noticed david after the uh, Coventry game your your voice was i don't know if have heard this expression before your voice was <laughs> force <false. laughs> Are you a shouter, David? Do you, did you, do you have no, to raise I, I your voice from time I, to time, no, no, or are you quite calm?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would not. No, I, I think depends on. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not a shouter. We'll, we'll okay. wrap
0: things up in a couple of moments because I, I know we're keeping you from watching a, a certain game at the moment. How would you rate your first few weeks at the football club? Obviously, you've promised us now that Norwich will score four goals a game, so we're, we're, we're really <laughs> happy with that. Um, I think you described the first half performance against Coventry as, as being the Wild West, and, and I'm quite happy with that. I watched that with a huge grin on my face. I was thoroughly entertained. But, happy with the first few weeks' work?
1: So, this is the difference between a supporter and a manager. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> happily entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, Because of my players, Mm. first and foremost, because of my players, obviously then uh, all the other guys uh, who work at the Lotus Training Center uh, are great as well. They they really make it easy for me uh, to to settle in. And I settled in pretty well in uh, at the training ground. And yes, it's 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 good so far
0: the fans. We know are very happy with how things have started. What would your message be to, to those watching at home and that will be at Carroll Road and that will be traveling in their thousands away from home? What would your message be for them for the rest of this season?
1: I don't think I have the message to send, so I think uh, they should only do what they started, and uh, like for them, it can only be the starting point. So if we had thousand against Preston away, 3,000 against Coventry away, I agree. I can't wait for Carroll Road uh, against, for it? against yeah. Burn- yeah I don't know you'll hear Wagners at the wheel then david <laughs> I'll tell you. I, I this is <laughs> totally irrelevant but i I'm, I'm really looking forward to 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 this game and to be fair not because it's burnley yes maybe it's nice that it's burnley but now to to be at home uh, the, f- the first time uh, and af- after everything what we now experience in the first couple of weeks, uh, uh, I'm I- I really looking forward to, to this atmosphere which we, which we will host there. And um, yeah, we are all together uh, now for a couple of weeks. So uh, there is no message from my side apart from, let's continue and see where it brings us. Can we dream of Wembley? You can dream whatever you like. <laughs> uh, I said this before, I'm, I'm, not for, 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 I'm not made for dreams and for dreaming. So wh- what I do is obviously yes, I, I, I have a vision uh, where we as the Norwich City Football Club can be in the future and for me it's step by step by step try to work on this vision and uh, this is what I do but you We'll dream. dream. Look, we'll
0: dare to dream. We've already put a date in your diary because you've promised us next year when we're chatting about Premier League survival we'll go part two. David, pleasure. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the TNT podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you,
1: thank you.